Romans chapter 8, verses 26 and 27, and then Matthew chapter 7. Romans 8, 26. And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for. But the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father, who knows all hearts, knows what the Spirit is saying. For the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. And then Matthew 7, verse 7 to 11. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven Give good gifts to those who ask him. So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. This, St Andrews, is God's word. And welcome to those uh, who are visiting and those listening online. Uh, We're continuing with our series on the book of Romans. Have you ever prayed for things and they haven't happened? Have you ever been in a situation where you even haven't known what to pray for or how to pray, what to do in a situation? Well, this morning we're looking at the Spirit's groanings, or more to the point, the groaning we give in the midst of difficult situations that's empowered by the Spirit that brings about the will of God. Confused? Well, we're going to look at God's Word. This morning we're going to continue with our series, our passage-by-passage look, and this morning you're looking at the Spirit's groaning. Uh, Romans 1, we all encounter situations in our life that are perplexing, beyond our wisdom and resources to know what to say or even to pray. Even our prayers are perhaps not praying for God's will, because what we think would be a good thing is not ultimately what God has in mind. And two, uh, the Holy Spirit turns our prayer, our groaning in such a way is the Holy Spirit is doing the groaning to bring about God's will. We don't need to have well-crafted, eloquent prayers to make a difference. God can turn a cry of anguish into a powerful prayer that honours the Lord because God himself prays for us in our groanings. And three, connected to the Romans passage, Romans Matthew states that when we ask for God for things in prayer, we can be assured we will be given, if not what we ask for, then at least in the light of eternity, good gifts. In this part of the June, I'm actually going to invite Catherine, uh, who's going to be here in a minute or two, to share on this part of her journey. So firstly, the reality of our weakness. And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. This text is saying that all of us will face situations in our life that are perplexing, confusing, hard to discern what to do or even to pray for. That in our weakness, perhaps even our prayer, 
will not be despite our best intentions for God's ultimate best will. That is, our weak, in our weakness, we aren't God. God sees all things, but we don't. Yes, one day when we're with the Lord, we'll see perfectly. We'll see how every hurt, how every tragedy and loss was used for good, but now we don't. Now, the classic case of that, of course, there's many in the Bible, but one that comes to mind is Joseph, the Old Testament story of Joseph. Do you remember his brothers and what they did to him? He had the worst relationship. The brothers sold him into slavery. He ended up, telling a long story short, into jail. And uh, he went in that situation. We don't know exactly what he was praying for, but in the very midst of that situation, we know that he said to the wine taster, uh, get me out of here, I'm here unjustly. And I suspect that's exactly what he would have been praying. Lord, save me from this jail. Joseph couldn't see, because he's human, God's purposes behind him being in jail. That it was setting up events for his good, his whole family's good. Lord, end my suffering. But the Lord was in Joseph, in the suffering, and was going to use it to change history. Yes, his brothers were guilty of putting him into slavery. Yes, it led to having decades of a very difficult life, but God was at work in it. It couldn't be short-circuited. So the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. We don't often know what to pray for, or we don't know the whole situation. I heard a father hearing his young daughter, about four years old, and the daughter was praying for her beloved teddy bear to have the gift of being able to speak. Oh, what a great prayer. Lord God, Jesus, help my teddy bear speak. Our relationship would be so much better if teddy bear speaks back to me. Now, the child, that was a teddy bear prayer, and the, the, the bear didn't speak, needless to say. Well, sometimes our prayers are teddy bear prayers. We're praying for something in our weakness, but actually what's, what God is not going to say yes, our perspective is limited. And this verse gives us the sense of our weakness. You know, we, 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 we're, we're restricted by our time and our sight. You know, I could say, Lord, tell me who's going to be the prime minister next year so I can guide my prayers to pray for him in the right way. But we pray in weakness. We pray in the midst of the fog of life. We were like a car driving in the midst of the early morning Canterbury fog. We see a little bit in front of us. We have some sight given by our intellect, by our scripture, and sometimes by special revelation, like a word of knowledge. But it's dim, it's partial. We pray in weakness. Right, so this verse is incredibly real uh, for me right now. I don't know what the future holds for me and Catherine uh, and, and her health, health situation. I don't know where, where we're going to go and what that future's going to be. We're in the midst of praying in the midst of weakness. And perhaps there's some others here as well. You look at life and going, this verse is my life. Well, secondly, verse 27, the Holy Spirit turns our prayers, our groanings in such a way as it's the Holy Spirit that's doing the groanings to bring about God's will. But the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying. For the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. Now the passage here isn't saying that the Holy Spirit doesn't know what to pray for, and so the Holy Spirit talks to the Father to get words. The Holy Spirit, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit knows exactly what to pray for. There's no, we don't have to worry about that. The issue here is that we don't know what to pray for. It's our groanings. So when we're in the midst of a really tough situation, and we, we just groan, or there's a cry of anguish, or it's something that goes on in our heart, and maybe audible or inaudible, 
but it, we're absolutely at the end of our tether. Well, God will turn that inaudible groaning of despair, frustration, grief, confusion, disappointment, and he will turn that into something beautiful. Right? So if you love Jesus, there will be times in your life where you just don't know what to pray for. You don't know which way to turn. You're too weak or exhausted to pray a coherent prayer. Where the Holy Spirit will pray on your behalf with that groanings. Isn't that good? Who's been in that situation? Right? And if you haven't been, then, then tell me what the secret to your amazing life is. Because my life ain't that amazing. Right? There are situations where I'm really beyond myself and I am just at the end. And usually it's come, I've come up with lots of eloquent prayers for something that's good, but I've got the opposite. And it's got worse. And I just get, and I get, and my faith just starts dribbling up. Who's had that? You start with a bit of faith. Yeah, yeah. Then it's just low. And then it's like, God, what are you doing? I'm just like, oh. And then it's just like, this Oh, the situation. Well, that, that matter, the Lord prays. And he turns it into something beautiful. And then... Not always, and in some situations, I'm 10 years looking on and say, I have no idea what that was about, right? That's my life. But there are times I look back in 10 years and say, ah, you were totally in that. Man, I love my faith during that time seeing it. And in hindsight, we think, yeah, it was amazing what God was doing. But in the very midst of the storm, it can be very difficult. So this is a, it is a sense that God is praying for us. We groan, God prays for us in power. Sometimes at the lowest points of our life, we can't rationally pray. The hurt is too intense. Our faith is too weak. We can't craft an eloquent prayer. We don't need to. The Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. The groan could be, Jesus, help me. I am so hurting right now. I'm lost. I'm, help I'm so angry that I can't. I'm just, I'm just full of rage about the situation. That, Lord, I can't even articulate some love here. Help me. Something, when you do that, the Lord will turn what that groan, that anguish, and he will do something powerful with that. So the Holy Spirit can even turn our teddy bear prayers. You know the young girl praying for the teddy bear? Well, the Lord would honor that. that though the teddy bear is not going to speak, the Lord will grow her relationship with the Lord as she continues to pray and development. So even on those things when you have been praying for something, you prayed for marriage reconciliation and there was a divorce, you prayed for the person to be healed and they died. You prayed that there would be peace in this relationship and they hate you all the more. Who's had situations like that? And you go, Lord! And in the midst of those things, even when you get the opposite, all that praying, the Lord will turn it into something beautiful. He helps us in our weakness. And this is where the third point connected to that states that when we ask God for things in prayer, we can be assured that we'll be given. If not... What we ask for, then at least in the light of eternity, good gifts. And this is the uh, NIV version. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receive. The one who seeks, finds. And the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children... How much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? So in everything, do to others that you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. Now, do you notice that what Jesus says there, he encourages us, us, every single one of us, in spite of the frustrating nature of prayer, he's encouraging you to ask. All right? Your intellect may be limited. You don't have the whole situation. 
I, God gets it. He wants you to ask anyway. He wants you to seek God's will in the matter. He wants you to knock persistently, even when you've been knocking at the door so much that your hands have got calluses. He wants you to do that. And then in the second part, it's, it's interesting. Jesus doesn't say that, you know, that he'll give bread or, or, or fish or whatever in the timing and way. He says he gives good gifts. That in light of eternity, even if we don't get exactly what we want when we want, the teddy bear didn't speak, right, think of the young girl, we will get good gifts for our prayers if we actually ask this. And this is a promise, and it takes faith, right? So, so you know, you, you, and, and this is Catherine and I's journey. It's been actually been very fascinating. So I want to invite Catherine up on the stage. I've come on up, and we're going to, it was there a, where's, Oh, fantastic. It's all ready to go. Oh, my microphone's not great. I'll just get the fucking hot water as well. You don't mind if I sniff at all? Yeah, grab a, grab a little chair. Oh, yeah. nice. So, there'll be, there's always, most people here, 99% of people know what's happening. There's always a few visitors who just turned up, and hello visitors, good to see you. And there's also new people who are tuning in online. Every week there's, um, I heard Carl last week had it comes to visitors turn up. You're sitting at home watching on YouTube. So hello, welcome people listening on YouTube. So for a two-minute TikTok video summary, real short, tell us uh, your health situation to those if I've never heard, and a very short summary before I get to the main question. Um, I had, last year, um, I started bleeding out my bowel, and I've had stomach complaints for quite a, wa a while now. Um, <coughs> So I visited with my surgeon because I'd had my gallbladder out and I said to my surgeon, I need a colonoscopy. And he's like, oh, you've just got irritable bowel or whatever. But I insisted on getting a colonoscopy. So last September I had a colonoscopy and they found that I actually had cancer um, when they took the scrapings. Then um, about a week later, they took, well, they took my bloods at the time a week later, I got a call from radiology saying, you need to come in today if you can. Um, I went into radiology. They um, scanned my body and they found that um, I had um, the cancer had spread. So on my daughter's birthday, which was really, really difficult for me, I had an appointment with my um, surgeon, the cancer nurse, and they told me that I had um, stage four terminal cancer and um, it was incurable. And then they said, do you want to chat about this? And I'm like, no, because I had to suck all that emotion up because it's your daughter's birthday and you want to make their birthday good. And like we kept it in. So the next day we told our kids, um, I've got stage four cancer, it's terminal. And I'd asked my surgeon at the time, I said, well, you know, if I chose not to take chemo, how long would I have to live? And he said to me, about six months. And he said, with the type of cancer that I had, it was quite aggressive and um, that there was a chance that I wouldn't be able to poo and they'd need to put a stint in. Um, I'm here almost a year later and I can poo, <laughs> which is really good. And um, I have not taken chemo because I did not feel that that was the pathway for me. 
it was offering us a bit of time, but not much more. So in the, in the midst of, needless to say, with the rest of the wonderful people praying, I said to, when I was at the elders, I said to the elders, I said, don't have a special day of prayer for Catherine. I said, there's all sorts of people in our church that have all sorts of health situations. We shouldn't receive any more love or care than anyone else. Jason totally disobeyed me. You had a, held a special prayer day for me, which we're very appreciative. Church, the church there, the church, the whole church came in. And during this uh, last six months, there's been lots of prayer. And despite Catherine looking amazing, doesn't she look amazing for a person um, um, in the condition, her symptoms have got worse. And we just went on holiday. Her energy level's lower. That's why she's sitting down this morning. And we were up at the, um, uh, on holiday. We're going up to the top 10. And uh, the top 10 in Hamner gave us actually the luxury accommodation when they heard about Catherine's health situation. She didn't give a sob story. She just said, you may not make it, depending on her health. And anyway, and then the top 10 manager whose niece had died of cancer at 32, so you could see it was very raw and real. They were just a, they were just a little bit older, and they, uh, their niece, while she was dying of cancer, ran the coast to coast. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> um, anyway, so just, you know, you hear these wonderful Kiwi stories, and they, they gave us this luxury accommodation, amazing stay, uh, wonderful heart. And, and as Catherine was just chatting to him, Catherine, you said to him, that your cancer's been a blessing or a gift, something along those lines. And I could see the manager going like, how does that make sense? So do you want to tell me how on earth, because we've been praying for a healing, but in the midst of this thing, you haven't had instant healing and you may not be physically healed. We've, I've been praying and believing for that, but time will tell. So tell us what the Lord has been doing in your life over the last six months. Um, for me, the most amazing thing is, um, for, for many years I've held on to a lot of unforgiveness and I've had a real spirit of unforgiveness towards the church, um, towards Alistair, towards my foster daughter, towards my mum, towards different people. And um, for me, God's been healing me. So, um, like, I've been able to actually forgive people. And um, just what even the church has done here, like, the generosity of people dropping fruit off, and the love that they've shown, it's healed a part of my soul. So I'd say to people, like, cancer's like having, um, like, unforgiveness is like cancer to the soul. It is not good for you. And I think even the whole COVID thing, like how people treated one another, how they treated Alistair was really hard to watch. And um, it was really difficult for me. So just this whole journey's been like unforgiveness. Uh, of unforgiveness has been working through and just even healing my relationship with my family members. It's been amazing. Um, I had somebody like do me a great deal of harm and they came up to me and they said to me, just on my holiday, right at the end, they said, we sinned before God. We're so sorry for what, you, what we did to you. And I said... I will see you in heaven. I said, you know, I, I will see you in heaven. Um, in God's word, it, it says that if we don't forgive one another and if we don't forgive people, God can't forgive us. So I was the unforgiving servant and it was actually putting my very salvation at peril. So if I could give anything to anybody here, I'm like saying, if you have got any unforgiveness Please forgive people, get right with God, get right with people. Because there's no way you can have a really good relationship with God if your relationship with people like is wrong. So I just want to 
encourage everyone to like forgive. Thank so you. for me, that's the blessing. So no matter what happens to me, um, I know that if God God wills it, I will be with Him one day in heaven. Yeah. Thanks, Catherine. You're welcome to stay there. We'll, we'll head on up as you, as you like. And I'll pass that back to. Thank you, Jason. So yes, every day uh, I've been praying with many others for the Lord to physically heal Catherine. Now, today, Lord, it's a good day to completely heal Catherine. Your name would be glorified. And I think of my, I think of the hardened atheists in my family. I said, Lord, if you miraculously healed Catherine, that would really get them thinking. You know, I mean, they're, they're pretty hard, and they'd probably shrug their shoulders and keep on going. But you know, nevertheless, you know. But nevertheless, his no or his not yet has paved the way for a greater yes. So I pray in weakness, all right? Romans 27, we pray in weakness. We don't know the whole situation. Situations are beyond our wisdom and resources. As I remember going in uh, to the oncology, hearing that Catherine uh, had, had terminal cancer, you're going in and just, uh, Catherine and I was, had a squabble in, in the car. You know, it's really stressed. I reckon we don't go into an oncology for a terminal having just had fought with the wife. Not a great vibe. And as we're going in, I just said, Lord, I'm just, I'm just, I'm the worst Christian on the planet. I don't know how to pray. I'm beyond myself. I am at the end of myself. It's almost like this groan. Well, the Lord turns that groan into something awesome. <laughs> that's what that verse says. And that's hope. Because maybe some other Christians, you're thinking, I'm not such an awesome Christian today. Well, the Holy Spirit intercedes. So one, we pray in weakness. Two, when we groan, when there's anguish, the Lord actually grabs that. It's like the Holy Spirit intercedes for us. And that is utterly powerful. And three, that if we don't get what we want, maybe it's a husband, maybe it's a job, maybe it's a healing, maybe it's a reconciliation or whatever it is, the Lord is saying in light of eternity, he gives good gifts to his children. We need to ask, we need to seek, we need to knock. And I want to, oh, nope, yep. And this is a quote I want to just finish with. When you feel very weak because of suffering or decay or sickness or futility or persecution or failed plans or baffling decisions, don't despair as if God is angry with you or at your inability to know what to do or what to pray. At that very moment, experience the wordless groanings of your heart as groanings for the glory of Christ. And trust the Spirit of God to intercede for you about the specifics. Trust Him that because He is praying for you, your Father will bring about decisions and circumstances that will magnify Christ in the best way, in the very midst of your ignorance and groaning. That's what's been happening in my life over the last few months. Is it happening in yours? Let's pray. Gracious Lord, we thank you for your word. As we continue this series of, of in Romans, the Spirit's groaning. And I pray that there's one person here in the midst of a storm. Life has been really hard. I pray that you would have spoken to them this morning. Pierce the hard heart with are listening online. And that they would have heard from you this morning and that their hope and faith would rise up. And I pray that as they walk out the door this morning, the circumstances wouldn't crush their ember of hope. But the spirit of, of Holy Spirit would blow it into flame. And that they would persevere on to the good plans that you have in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.